Welcome to the Here to Evolve podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Alessandra. And in this podcast, we take topics from both health and fitness, as well as the business side of things. We run two businesses, SD Evolution and Fit Coach Pro, and have a pretty unique perspective because we've had a lot of success, but we are not quite at the top of the food chain yet. Our mission is to help break down these topics so you can learn in an easy to digest manner and apply them into your daily life. Today's episode is specifically for the new dads, but there should be some things the rest of you can derive from it. Just basic advice that uh, should be paralleled in different dimensions. But first, if you are a new listener and you get something out of this episode, go back and listen to a few more, then leave us a quick five-star review. Not four, not three, not two. Stop listening if it's less than five. Just stop, go away, don't leave it. If you loved it, leave a five-star review. Returning listeners, same deal. You've been here a while. This is not your first episode. If you're going to be an active user of this podcast, I say user because we give tools to create awareness, create change. This is free. We're doing this on our time for you, for no money. We don't do any advertising aside from the occasional plug for the things that our businesses do that can also help you if you want a little level up. Free content. Your only payment is to leave a quick five-star review. If you want to leave us a little blurb, that is greatly appreciated. Share us on social media. Tag us. Let the episode reach new people. But diving in, this episode was not my idea. It was your idea. It was my idea because I want... There, there's so much information out there for moms, and I feel like there's not a ton of information out there for dads whether it's learning about pregnancy or, you know, becoming a dad. Um, but more specifically, like, becoming a an active dad, I guess, and someone who also prioritizes the things that Josh prioritizes. I feel like dads who prioritize health and business and all the things, like, you're a very niche individual so I wanted you to give other dads who want to prioritize that your advice on just becoming a dad and supporting your family so well luckily this time around we have a little bit more of a blueprint um you know we talk about creating awareness so that we can create change we talk about learning through trial and error not to say we messed up with Kai but it was very very difficult during periods with Kai um it's like and an experiment. It's an experiment. What's working, what's not. So we've got a nice little blueprint for round two here with uh, baby girl. The first piece I would say, advice point number one, is to not let the day come to you. You need to have a regimen. You need to have a system. Um, if you have nothing going on and you're just letting it come to you willy-nilly, first of all, your headspace is going to be trash in a very short period of time. Um, it's kind of like jumping into the ring with a bull without a plan. Like you just, you woke up and you walked out and this fucking baby bull is staring at you. If it comes charging, you have no reaction to it. It's, you know, whatever your first instinct is and you better hope that it's right. Uh, so this charging bull metaphorically is your new baby and it's probably the same feeling. Um, but if you have a plan, this is what I'm going to do. Here's what the plan for the day looks like. It is going to come a whole lot easier. So for ourselves, our our system, I say ourselves, this is a podcast for dads, but I said more people should be able to get something out of it because this is a team effort, hopefully for, for most of you. I know some of you are going to be doing this on your own, um, but the majority of us, you know, have a partner in crime here. So 
having a system, having a schedule laid out, um, having a specific regimen for yourself. And we'll get into some different components of that in some separate points. But as far as just the point of the day, the regimen of the day, I'm with baby this time, I'm going to work or do this or do that at that time. It's blocked off. It's literally like work. You are, you are scheduling this throughout the day. So you know what you have to plan and you know how to plan that accordingly. Um, I think though, it's important to also touch on that the newborn stage is kind of hard to plan because you kind of are letting them guide you in a sense. Um, so to that point, how you can work around that in the newborn stage, I think is just communicating with your partner, right? And setting those expectations of who's going to sort of be doing what as far as if you guys are working, house chores, who's watching the baby, who's watching the other kids. So kind of come up with a loose schedule that you can rely on, um, knowing that oftentimes it may get thrown around and have to change too. I say schedule loosely just in general. Obviously with Kai, there can be more structure. We can go to the driving range. We can read books. We can plan for playtime, this, that, and the other because he's four now. With the baby, your schedule of this time with baby isn't that, oh, we're going to go to the driving range and we're going to go read books. And I mean, it could be books, but it's, this is my period of time to keep this human alive. Like whether it's feeding it, walking in circles, bopping around. So it stops crying. That's the extent of this is baby time. But the point of structuring it and saying that this is scheduled out isn't to say this is what you're doing at 3am with the baby and 4am with the baby. It's I have the baby from 4am to 8am or whatever you're your shit works out with your partner and then I'm working or, and then I'm, I'm going here and then I'm doing these errands, but it's not my turn, your turn here, take it. I got to go. I got to do this. I got to do that. Cause you're going to stress each other out in no time flat. So during this period, maybe you're together for a period of that time, this, you know, four o'clock to eight o'clock in the afternoon, we're going to handle this together after work. Um, and obviously this shifts. If you work from home, if you work for yourself, if it's during maternity and paternity leave, um, but and it shifts if you have more than one child, it's not just two on one anymore either. Either way, it's still scheduled. You're still right. either there together or you have one and one, but you're planning this out in advance, which is the whole point of this. You are not going to wing it each day because that will not fly. And this is something you would learn on your own anyway. Like shit, this will hopefully you'd learn. This isn't working. Like I feel like shit. You feel like shit. Nobody's happy. Um, what do we do? Some of you are going to grind through that and be like, well, what the fuck? 18 years later, the rest of you plan accordingly, have something outlined that you can both adhere to that you both agree is fair and makes sense and allows you to thrive as much as you can during this extremely difficult period of time. With that in mind, mental health routine. So this is going to be a very difficult period of time for you. Um, there's no getting around that. The schedule isn't going to resolve that. It's just going to make it more structured and it's going to help you maintain your relationship with your spouse, partner, whoever you're living with, uh, without wanting to kill each other and choke each other in your sleep. So considering this is difficult, we also have to prioritize our mental health. And this is something we preach to our clients, whether you're a new parent or not. So again, this isn't just for the new dads. Figuring out what makes the most sense for you. Is it therapy? Is it meditation? Is it uh, training through adversity, a la cold, hot, um, difficult tasks that you assign to yourself to, to overcome and train yourself mentally? There's different levels to this. Uh, myself, personally, I kind of include most of those things. 
So I meditate every day, at least once a day for 10 minutes before bed, ideally twice a day, um, if I can do it in the morning and then before bed. I'm at a 10 minute non-negotiable, that's my daily non-negotiable, automatic 10 minutes happens. I'd like to eventually expound, expand those to two 20 minute sessions. Um, once in the morning, set the tone for the day, set my intentions once in the evening before bed, allowing me to slow those brain waves down and be able to get a solid night of sleep. That's my non-negotiable. I am not against therapy. I think that's something that could probably be used as a tool in the future. Um, I am not perfect. I have come a long way in regards to regulating my emotions and my anger and having more patience. I would say, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, it's more night and day with interactions between like us and Kai, like the in-house interactions. I think I have a much better grasp on and I, I don't explode the way that I used to. Um, Agreed. The things that still get me are typically exterior factors. Um, technology not working. Assholes in the world um, where I, I still have a... It's not as quick as it used to be. Like I have still come a long way in these areas. Uh, but this is still my my greatest area of opportunity for improvement is when things happen outside of our circle. Like I, I did this for our circle and that was always my intention was to be able to you know protect my relationships and... Um, control my emotions for them and those who are not in the circle are still in my line of fire for some reason it's, it's uh i'm still on my journey well you've made a lot of progress so i feel like you can't expect to go from zero to 100 in a situation like that either like change takes time um but i think you know there's going to be different coping mechanisms and tools that just click better for certain people and made change based on what phase of life you're in. So maybe down the road, that is something you lean on. But right now I feel like, like if you weren't making progress, then I would say maybe it's time for a different approach, but you have made so much progress on your own that I think it's okay to say this is working for right now. Yeah. For right now. Um, again, it's something I'm, I'm open to therapy down the road and it's, I'm always, I'm in that growth mindset. I understand I'm not stuck the way that I am. I've, I've come a long way. I still have a long way to go. Um, but there are probably more tools I will need to utilize down the road. And just to be fully open, transparent, you know, a, a recent transgression. Um, we were away at Cape Cod a few weeks ago. And we just went out for ice cream. And we were at a stoplight. And I backed out of a parking spot. And it was, it was well, a, it's not a weird fully. Spot. You were kind of backing I was, out. I was backing. I was in the road. Um, and it was a weird spot because it was like right in front of the light. So I wasn't going to block the road. I was half into it. So you knew I was coming out. Um, and it would be very obvious for you to have to go around me. Uh, and someone did. So first couple cars went through up to the line, which is why I waited and left my spot. And then I back out. We're still at a red light. And these, <laughs> I won't, I'm going to stay in a positive mindset. A car pulls up behind me, literally behind me, blocking me from getting out rather than allowing me to back out when the light turns green, pull out and block me. And I lost my shit, got out of the car. <laughs> Thank God they didn't get out of theirs because it just would have been an even worse situation. But that was another period. Like I have periods of blind rage still. And it's, it's something that I have to work through for, you know, my safety, the safety of others. And it's, I don't say this to, well, I say this to be open. I say this to talk about how far I've come and how far I still have to go. Obviously, that is not good at all. Could have been a very bad situation for all people involved. But 
that is why, you know, I am, I'm not saying therapy isn't for me. I don't, I don't need it. Blah, blah, blah. I do. I need something. I need, I need additional tools. I'm always learning. I'm always looking to grow. Which um, is cool to hear because there was a time where you did say therapy is not for me. And you even said it was not for me, like me personally. Mm-hmm. So just going from that fixed mindset to being able to say what you're saying now is pretty cool too. Open, keeping it open. Um, so that's, that's where I'm at in that. I am generally a cool, calm, and collected person. I'm pretty reserved. Um, I am more of an introvert now than I used to be. And that's just the way I like it. I like to keep it tight with my circle. But there are certain things I think my triggers are stupidity and disrespect, which are my, my biggest two. Like the things that I, I see no excuse for. Um, but I have to be more open. And that's part of the meditation too is, you know, this per- maybe this person was rushing to the hospital. It, it wasn't the case. But, you know, you don't know what's going on for somebody else. Um, and that's why this has helped me to an extent, but there are certain triggers where it's just, couldn't tell you if it's chemical, if it's just, I don't have the correct coping tools to, to work through it in the right way to separate myself from that emotion. But again, chemical come a very long way, have a long way to go. You know, maybe it would have been a fight. Maybe I would have ripped their mirror off, you know, previously (laughs) sounds crazy to say, but that's where some of us are. Um, so little tools. Little things like that that you have to be open to. And I think something else that you really value and that really impacts your mental health is getting out of the house and just going to do things as a family. So I envision that being like even just going out to breakfast or going to a cafe or just getting out of our normal everyday routine here and there is something that you definitely need and thrive with too. Mm Mm-hmm. It's one of my points I'm going to bring up. Oh, Thanks for okay. jumping into that one. Well, you were talking about mental health. We're still on it. Uh, so going into the things that we can overcome, um, you know, ice, ice therapy, ice, cold exposure, ice baths, cold showers. I was not drawn to that for the physical benefits. You can debate them all you want. I'm not here to debate that. There is nothing that I hate more than being cold. If you want to talk about getting angry, I get physic, I get visibly angry when I'm cold. Like I, it's just something I do not enjoy. So when I came across the concept of these ice baths, it wasn't, okay, what, what can this do for me physically? It's what can this do for me mentally? How can I challenge myself mentally and overcome that? Everything kind of circles back to mindfulness. It's coming back to the breath, living in the present moment, um, which is something I would learn in combination with this therapy. So when I jump in the cold shower, when I jump into an ice bath, I am overwhelmed. You have that, that gasp reflex and you can let your body shut down and freak out and you can accomplish nothing or you can go into this with the mindset of I'm doing this to challenge myself so that I can overcome and I can move forward and I can become stronger because of this and that's what I do I hop in I catch that gasp I catch that breath I slow it down I stay focused on the breath I work through it and within 30 seconds I'm perfectly fine I can stay in there I've stayed in there for 10 minutes Uh, I think my record for cold was a minute at 34 degrees, which was pretty insane. Um, And I actually got out just out of fear of going into hypothermia. Um, But typically when I do it, it's around 40 to 44 degrees, 45 degrees for three to five minutes. Um, And just again, focusing on the breath, breathing through it, acknowledging the discomfort, realizing that it's not going to paralyze you, that you're going to come out of this stronger. Um, And really the hardest part is getting yourself to do it. And I think that's my biggest thing with the cold showers in the morning. Go from this nice, warm, cozy bed, and I'm dreading getting out of that, knowing that my next step is to brush my teeth and get in that cold-ass shower. 
But by doing that, I'm setting the tone for the day. And by overcoming that, I am in this I can mindset, which is something I discussed in our, uh, or it's coming out this week, I believe, in the morning meeting, the I can mindset, just shifting that perspective, reframing. But there's nothing I can't do. I'm going to conquer this day because I already conquered the most difficult thing the day could throw at me. Like I am ready to fucking go. So that's a mindset shift. I use a sauna for a similar purpose. It's a little more soothing than the ice bath, but it's still, you know, focusing on your breath, especially as you're getting into that second half of your session. It's getting extremely uncomfortable um, and just working through it. So those are some of the things that I need to utilize to be my best self, to be the best parent that I can be, to be the best person that I can be. Um, again, absolutely a work in progress, but it has to be, it's a non-negotiable in my routine. I would be a much less good dad and person if, if these things were not in my routine. Um, and then kind of compiling off of that and into what you brought up, but scheduling time for yourself, um, whether it is with family or, you know, literally by yourself. And this should be fun. This should be an enjoyable um, period. And it's got to be that little break. Even if you're bringing the little ones with you, is something that doesn't feel like, okay, I'm entertaining these guys. So for us, our go-to has always been hiking. Like it's just been something that calms the kids down. You're not, you know, playing peekaboo and shaking toys in front of their faces. Um, we talked about fractals in nature um, last episode or maybe two ago based on the schedule here. But the different things, the endless shapes um, out in nature, it's one of the reasons why we're so calmed by it. You know, you're just looking out and there's just constantly these different shapes that you're seeing. There's also been studies on, you know, exposing kids to as many new exterior stimuli, like taking them new places and the, uh, the benefits with their development. I believe it stimulates their frontal lobe significantly. Don't quote me on that. You can look that part up, but I believe it's stimulation within the frontal lobe that leads to, you know, very beneficial um, cognitive and behavioral developments for the child. So that's something we've always done. And it obviously, you know, just being out in nature, whether you're older or younger, is just a very calming experience. So couple that with your mental health routine. Um, but personally, if it's going out for golf, you know, I was doing MMA for a while, just time for you to go work on yourself to relieve stress, to not have to worry about being dad, like being you for an hour. If it's every day, fantastic. If it's every other day, you know, Whatever you can fit in, there just has to be that non-negotiable you time because for the rest of your life, you are dad. Like that's, that's your gig. That's your job. Um, and you almost lose your identity if you don't take the time to be yourself in some capacity, going out with your friends, going out for date night, golfing, pick up basketball, whatever it is that has to be in there. And that has to be something that you bring up with your, your significant other, bring it up with your spouse. So you both are on that same page doing these things for yourself. I know you had the the camera class and you know, you're collecting that hobby, collecting the hobby, collecting new cameras, collect picking that hobby back up, doing things like that. doesn't even have to be that you leave the house. You know, if you have this dedicated space, we talked about setting up your ideal environment in the previous episode. If you have this dedicated space where you can just disappear and not be responsible for anything for that dedicated period of time, which is the key because if that time is interrupted, it really doesn't count. It's not serving its purpose. You're still on you know, dad duty. You're still in dad mode. Whatever it is for you, you just have to have that fun decompression you time built in throughout your day. Appreciating every moment. These all kind of tie into each other, but I kind of also alluded to that with the, uh, the mindfulness thing. 
Is that this episode? They're di- yeah, but they're different enough where I think they count. No, they're they are different, but uh, the overlying theme is mindfulness. So reminding yourself to appreciate every moment, the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, they're only little ones. Like Kai is already four years old. Um, and that happened in a blink. And now we're on to baby number two and starting all over. So as difficult as these periods are, reminding yourself that it is a gift, it is a blessing, it is your greatest job. The greatest thing you'll ever do is, is raising your kids and taking pride in that. Um, even when you're frustrated. So I think this was also, I quote uh, Peter Atia a lot lately, but he had one thing he put out on, it was on Instagram, but when he's sensing frustration with his kids and he feels it building up, he pretends he time traveled from when he was oh, like yeah, 80 years old that. to mm-hmm. back to this exact moment in time. So this is the only time that he was going to be able to see his kid this young ever again, which that statement in itself is true, but it's more powerful thinking about maybe you had the gift of time travel. You're coming back to this moment. This is the moment that you got. You wished to go back to a period when they were younger again, and this is the period that you landed in. Um, so just reframing and again, sinking into this moment, appreciating this moment, um, and realizing you're never going to get it back. So, you know, not every moment's going to be perfect. Not every moment's going to be happy and joyful. Most of them are, most of them will be. Um, but just putting your fucking phone down, watching, watching your kids. When you're in the thick of it too, like just look at their hands. I saw another video that said, you know, when you're getting frustrated at them or, it's just a hard day. Look how little their hands are and look at their hands compared to yours. And it sort of just allows you to stay mindful and stay in the moment of what's really going on versus whatever else you're thinking at that time. So two practices you can put into play when it is a rough day or a long day or it just feels like you're all over the place. Yep. Appreciating every moment. You're not going to get them back. They will never be this young again, and you're going to blink, and they're going to be 10. And then Sal uh, put another one. So let's, I'll throw another one at you. Um, Sal Frisella posted a reel with his kids riding around in the, the side-by-side. I don't know. if it, I didn't fact check this, but it sounds about right. You are going to spend 70% of the time that you're going to spend with your kids for their entire lives, for your entire life, by the time they're age 12. Because by that point, then you're going to school, then you've got you know, your hobbies, and then you're going off to college and work and yada, yada, yada. But 70% of the time that you will spend with your kid during your life will be by age 12. So think about how quickly that comes. Like Kai's already four. We're a third of the way there. That's a, that is a terrifying thought to me that most of my time with him will be over by the time he's 12. But and if, I have, if I have any say in that, that will not be the case. I will throw a caveat in there. If you raise them right and if you raise them in a way where they respect you and appreciate you. And then you lock them in the basement and never let them leave. <laughs> if you raise them right and raise them in a way where they respect and appreciate you, they will come back and hang out with you more. We, Look we how see much our parents a lot. We hang out with our parents. I was going to say my dream is to build a massive compound. So we talk about this mini homestead. If we can get that shit on large scale, I'm talking 100-something acres. We've got the farm animals. We've got the fruits and veggies. And, you know, we can do this shit full scale like most of our family have our kids into this and we can still work from there like we we work online if you got internet we can still do shit that would be my dream because then it's like 
everything is family time. You've got the whole family for dinner once a week. Like every, like it's Thanksgiving. Imagine Thanksgiving once a week with shit that you grew yourself. It's your food. Like that's my dream. I think to fix the planet, we have to we have to go backwards, and that's a whole other conversation. But I think we have to go backwards to go forwards to fix things, to unplug, to let the planet itself heal. Being less reliant on others, taking some power back from the government. Um, when you're less reliant on others, then all those things start to happen. But that is an entirely different conversation. But anyway, if that's the case, 70% ain't happening by 12. We're, we're together forever, baby. That was four. So we had schedule time for your... Let's go in order here. Uh, don't take each day as it comes. Create a regimen. Have a mental health routine. Schedule time for yourself. I think I flipped those two. Appreciate every moment. And then the bonus is to not skimp out on sleep. Like that's that's the critical factor. You're going to be limited as far as when this kid's waking up anyway. You can't be like... I understand you want to unwind and just decompress and be yourself by yourself for a few minutes. That's what that other one was for. Um, but like binge watching Netflix is not that, it, that this is not the time for that. You have to sleep as much as you possibly can while um, still supporting your breastfeeding wife. While still supporting um, your breastfeeding something that wife. we did, I don't know if it was right away or not, but we would alternate the the night feed. So like I would take the mm-hmm. first one, and then that. you We're scratch that this time. Why? I don't want to. <laughs> well then. I would take the first one. Obviously, I was breastfeeding Kai, and then he was also taking a bottle of my breast milk, so Josh would feed him for the second one. That way, each person got at least like a four to five hour chunk of sleep, which was better than like both people waking up for every whatever, however many hours. Um, but they're going to be constantly shifting. Some babies are different. But if you can swing something like that, I highly recommend taking shifts overnight too because that that was a game changer to get just to mm-hmm. a little more of a chunk than you were getting. Mm-hmm. So, you know, even if that means you got to scale back some training, if you're the morning lifter like myself, that's how I start my day. There will probably be days initially where, you know, I'm taking a walk with the baby instead of, of working out and just letting my body recover. Cause if you're not sleeping and recovering, then, you know, that training session is basically a wash anyway. You're not but, lifting as hard and what? To play devil's advocate, some people aren't going to be sleeping great for six months. Fuck that. Eight months. Fuck that. Um, so, you know, if that is you and if it's a longer period than expected. Hire a sleep consultant. <laughs> well, sometimes you just got to push through and something will be better than nothing in that aspect because then you won't make, be making any progress because you're not doing anything. Yeah, so, it's all in context. I'm talking about for most cases. I mean, there's, you, I'm not saying don't work out. I'm saying go from six days a week to four. Yep. It's going to be individualized for sure. And you need to figure out what's going to work best for you in the current phase of life, which you guys know is what we are all about. So feel free to ask us questions or I will plug coaching in here too. If you need somebody to program for you when you're in a phase where you just don't know what to do or what's going to be the most efficient. Hi, that's us. And that's the end of this episode. So again, the overlying theme, the overarching theme, what we discuss in all of these podcasts is that, you know, through awareness, we create change. So what we do is bring awareness to certain topics. We're going to share tools, examples, stories with you. So you become aware of them and then you are equipped to create change and, you know, build a better life for yourself, for your family. So where can they find you? 
I'm at Alessandra Skutnik. I'm at Josh Skutnik. Everything else is linked in the show notes.